In this episode, I'm going to write an open letter of sorts to my city and town. I'm gonna explain and argue why you should run in the morning more to experience your own city, town, and community. Learn all about that and more on this episode of D-Lake Deliberates. Welcome to D-Lake Deliberates, where we do deep dive stories on uniquely fun topics and ideas, and we show smart runners and endurance athletes, that's hopefully you, how to get 1% better every day so that you can perform amazingly throughout your life. I'm Darren D. Lake, a sub three hour marathoner and 10 hour Ironman finisher. And I've been in this endurance sport and distance running game for over 25 years. So I have a few things I'd love to share with you on my journey. Oh, and before we get into it, you know the drill. Please make sure you like, subscribe, or do whatever you need to do, follow, etc. whatever platform that you use, whether that's a podcast if you're listening, or whether that's YouTube if you're watching, or wherever you might be watching or consuming this. And let's get into it. So in the movie Vanilla Sky, Tom Cruise's character David Ames is living his life in a dreamlike state, unsure of what is real and what is not. He's living in a world that is not quite right, and he knows it. It's only when he wakes up and faces reality that he can truly live his life to the fullest. So that's a 2003 movie reference, and waking up early and experiencing a city or town before the hustle and bustle of the day starts is a lot like waking up from a dream. You're seeing your city in a new light, a whole new light. And you realize that there's so much more to it than you ever imagined. You're not living in a dreamlike state anymore. You're fully awake and present. All right, so I'll start it off with what I see when I'm out, how it's different and better, and then ask you to think about your city and town or community in a different light. Uh, the pun is, is intended. Please note, I'm speaking about Sydney, Australia, and the city of Sydney in particular, but this could apply to any city that you live in that you might be hating on. If you love your city or town for it exactly how it is, then the following combination of words was not meant for you. So take all this with a grain of salt. I was going to start this off as me hating on Sydney, Australia. Hating the city is effortless. <laughs> it really is. Some people hate it because of the lack of nightlife, the high cost of living, or the poor public transportation and the kind of snotty attitude. Some people hate it based on the old, anything that is actually worth doing is crowded can really get to you. But again, I'm not going to make this another Sydney sucks post. We have enough of that. On the flip side, I like to present a new theory. Sydney and most cities are best served before 7 a.m. on weekdays and I'd say before 9 or 10 a.m. on the weekends and holidays. So here's just a short list of what you can expect to see, do and experience while you're out between 5 and 7 a.m. Again, this is a sliding scale depending on how late or early your city is. All right, here's the list. Uh, one, the sunrise. You'd be surprised how little you see of an actual sunrise. Two, little to no traffic out there. Three, your gym, pool, park, etc. isn't crowded. Four, it's quiet and calm. Five, because you aren't moving just a tad slower than you would without being distracted. You can be fully present for things you didn't even know are there. Six, everything looks just a bit cleaner and brighter in the morning. Seven, fewer distractions for you to focus on uh, the now. So you can focus on the now. I've lived in a few cities over the last 4.03 decades, yes, of my life. And I can say that this is true of most cities. In New York City, I loved going out for bike rides before 7 a.m. Yes, 7 a.m. in New York City is early because it is a very late city. The calmness of the streets and people made it feel like a pretty sleepy town. And I absolutely love that feeling. So there's a lot of cool things you can do in a city and most of them cost money. 
Time out while very resourceful and sometimes frugal usually promotes paid things to do in your town. Um, usually, I haven't read Time Out in a while. For me, that doesn't make sense because I'm frugal AF and believe the experience and people are much more valuable than how much money I spend. That, that's a frugal person saying that. I understand that you might be a night owl and prepare, uh, prefer to sleep in and get more done in the evenings. I 100% know as we all operate differently and what I'm proposing, it isn't for everyone. And it's absolutely, absolutely fine. But may I challenge your night owl theory? If you start working, creating, and are training at 1 a.m., how long do you think before you get tired? Three to four hours? Is your quality of work still the same? How enjoyable is it when you are rounding into 4 and 5 a.m. and just generally exhausted? I did that. I know. It doesn't work. The morning theory trumps the night theory because you can wake up at 4 a.m. and work until what, 8, 9 p.m., 10 p.m.? That's a solid 16 plus hours of high quality product. Starting at even 10 p.m. and finishing at 4 a.m. yields a very tired and sunsetting qualitative experience of only at most six hours, and it's just diminishing returns. Counter view. All right, so I'll play devil's advocate to my own writing and take the side of someone that won't agree with me because <gasps> people in the world don't agree with everything. I say, and that's, that's okay, that's okay. So let's poke holes at all of this. Counter argument one, early mornings might not be practical for everyone. Some people may have work or family obligations that make it difficult to wake up early in the morning. For example, if someone has to commute a long distance to work or has young children to take care of, or an older person, it might be feasible for them to wake up before 7 a.m. Additionally, some people may not be morning people and find it difficult to function well in the early morning. And that's me. I'm not a morning person by design. I had to actually like really, really work that into my favor and wrangle it and figure out how to make myself a morning person. Counter argument two. Nighttime activities can be just as enjoyable. While I argue that there are many benefits to experience the city in the early morning, some people and that's, that's fine, might prefer to experience the city at night. I used to be a night owl. For example, many cities have vibrant nightlife scenes with restaurants, bars, and clubs that are open late into the night. Additionally, nighttime can be a great time to stargaze or watch the moon rise. Huh, moon rise. Some people might also prefer to exercise or work on creative projects at night when it's quiet and there are fewer distractions. That used to be me. I swear it was me. But in the end, the best time to experience a city depends on personal preferences and the specific attractions and activities that are available in that said city, town, or community. But I'm not arguing. I'm just telling you why I'm right. This is just my opinion based on some anecdotal evidence. I'd love to hear from you if you feel the same or otherwise. Uh, not trying to polarize the internet, I promise you, but I, I've always taken a contrarian view to a lot of things. I was born like that out of the box, and it's just I, I just look at this world very differently through a different lens. Um, so feel free to hate. I'm not trying to brag on that. So what do you think about waking up early to train and experience a city, town, or community? Let me know. What problems do you have with waking up early? Why can't you do it? Let me know. Why do you think doing things at night is better? So if you want to take the contrarian view, let me know. Thank you for listening to uh, this or watching it or reading it, whatever you, you, however you decided to consume this. I appreciate your time and I'm going to take it out with the fader. Time. Time is a resource no one can make more of, so we appreciate you taking precious time out of your day to listen this far. Our goal is to show the world how to live better through running, cycling, and triathlon. 
The episode and many others have a transcription. Go to the show notes description to find out more. This was produced in Sydney, Australia, and I'd like to acknowledge the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, who are the traditional custodians of this land. I pay my respects to the elders, past, present, and future. I recognize their continuing connection to the land, waters, and culture. These lands were stolen and sovereignty was never ceded. If you like this episode, again, we'd highly appreciate it if you go on whatever app you listen to and make sure to follow D-Lit Creates Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Acast, and a bunch of others. And if you're feeling real loose, a rating, review, or share of this episode to anyone you know that would be into something like this would be amazing. The more people that hear about us, the doper stuff we can do to then help other people. And if that virtuous cycle continues forever, we would always be grateful to you. If you have any questions, concerns, suggestions for the episode, or hell, you want to be on the show, hit us up. The best way is to email talk, T-A-L-K, at dlakecreates.com. We're also on the socials, mainly Instagram. You can hit up Mike Trees at the letters R-U-N dot N-R-G. Or you can hit me up on Instagram at dlakecreates. Or just wherever you can find us is fine. Don't worry if you didn't get all that. There's a link in the show notes description. Thank you again so much for listening. Peace. Peace.